Welcome to Catholic Money Talk, where we talk about all things money and finance, and we try to do it through a lens of being Catholic, where our ultimate goal is to one day be in heaven with the Lord. I am your host, Paul Scarfone. Thank you for being here today. So today we're going to discuss how to regularly monitor and reassess the plan that we're working on. So this is the fifth element of creating a financial plan. But before we do that, let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We ask you for all the grace and wisdom that we need to face the challenges or circumstances that we find ourselves in. We know that you love us and that you have a great plan for us. Allow us to yield to your Holy Spirit. We ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So we're on to the fifth element of the financial plan. We discussed the first element a few weeks ago. We started with assessing the current situation, the current financial situation. And then element number two was to set money goals. Number three, that was to write out a detailed plan. And last week, we discussed the fourth element, which is to execute the plan. So let's assume that we've done all these prior elements well, and now we find ourselves, maybe it's a few months into working the plan. Why do we need to monitor and reassess? I love to use the analogy here. You know, recently there's been discussions about going to Mars, right? A lot of different people, it's been on the news, right? Developing rockets that can get to Mars. Well, that can be a great goal. These scientists, they they do all the math, they figure out all the trajectories and coordinates, then they launch the rocket that will go there. Well, then what? Well, they need to watch where it's going. Is it following the path that they determined would bring them to Mars? Now, I don't understand all the math that's involved in getting a rocket to Mars, but I do know that if they are off even a quarter inch here on Earth, by the time the rocket gets you know, a thousand miles out in space, they're going to be millions of miles from where they want to be. So what do they need to do? They have several different instruments to measure progress and to help course correct if needed. The same is true for our financial plan. We need to have a way, a process to monitor our progress and reassess our situation. We should all be able to agree that the only constant in life is change right? Change is the only constant. Everything changes all the time, and we have to be able to adapt and keep moving forward. So what are some of the items we want to monitor? Well, fundamentally, the first thing we need to monitor is our commitment to the plan. Am I working on my finances when I said we would, when I said I would? Are we meeting? Are we developing the money habits we need to be successful? If we're doing all those activities, great. Then let's look at the next area our results. Are we making progress toward our goals? Are we having the successes that we expected to have? Are our activities achieving the results we thought they would, the results we desire? So how do we answer these questions? When we reassess our situation, we're going to follow a similar process to when we first assess the current situation back in the first element of our financial plan. Take a look at that personal financial statement. Put all the numbers, pull them all out, put them on the sheet, and take a look at them. 
I update all my numbers every month. Now, I don't take a deep dive into all of them each month. I take a deeper dive once a year when we're setting goals for the new year. But every now and then, a bigger item comes up. A larger financial decision or a decision that could have a large impact on the finances. Now, this could be a home purchase or a car purchase. It could be a home project, a renovation. It could be trying to figure out a plan for college. Or maybe it's a new baby or a new job. Every couple years, we're bound to have a larger item come up, right? And it's a perfect time to reassess our current situation and to really prayerfully review where we are. It's a great time to prayerfully reconsider the goals we've been working on to make sure the Lord is still leading us that way. Because occasionally, we might hear him call us in a new, in a different direction. When we first got in control of our finances back in 2014, we set goals to pay off debt. We focused on it with intensity. I've spoken about this. Our budget echoed the fact that we were working hard to get out of debt. And as we were winding up our debt payoff, we had a fifth baby. And we were starting to feel tight in our 1,200-square-foot, one-bathroom home. We took a deep dive into reassessing our financial situation. We wanted to add to the plan, maybe buying a larger home, but we only wanted to do it once our debt was paid off. And we only wanted to spend an amount that would result in a monthly payment for a 15-year mortgage that was no more than 25% of our take-home pay. So this was all in October of 2017. We only had a few months left to pay off our debt, and then we would go into home selling and home buying mode. So this is another point I want to make. And, and, you know, we spend time creating a great plan, praying and seeking the Lord's wisdom for our finances. And every now and then, now and again, a new situation will hit. And very readily, and, and I've seen it, I've been there, it's been me at times, but this happens to many of us, we'll quickly run to a financial expert, I'm doing air quotes, and their advice can easily undermine our plan. As an example, and this happens, like I just said to many people, I, I was actually just recently speaking with uh, a, a young couple that this was happening to. You know, when you're ready to go buy a home, you go to the realtor and you go to a mortgage loan officer, unless you're paying cash. Good for you. But most of us, we go to a realtor and a mortgage loan officer and both the realtor and the loan officer get paid on the dollar amount of the transaction. The more we spend, the more they get paid. So they're very interested in us kind of maxing out what we can afford. Now, when we were looking to buy the larger home, the bank approved us for an amount that was like 300000 more than we wanted to spend. Yes, they were looking at their maximum financing, you know, their maximum financial equation, their algorithm, and many of us, many people can get hung up in there. We did, on our, we did on our first home purchase back in 2008. It was as if we were asking the bank, like, how much can we spend? But this second time around in 2018, we told the bank what we wanted to spend. We had a plan and we had the number we were willing to pay as our monthly housing expense. But the bank told us we could spend 300000 more. But we weren't interested we had a plan that we prayerfully discerned and we were sticking to it. The transaction went smoothly, much smoother than our first purchase. We stuck to our plan. We did. We listed our home in July of 2018 and it sold quickly. 
It took us some time to find a house, uh, but we eventually found a home that had everything we wanted at a lower price point than we had been looking. The Lord provided for us beautifully, as he usually does. We moved in and had a plan to aggressively pay off the house. Life was busy. Life was full, and five kids was a lot. My wife had started a side hustle a few years earlier that was really starting to take off, so much so that I started thinking and praying about the desire that the Lord had put on my heart to help people with their finances. So we started talking about what we needed to do and and what we needed to have in place for me to quit my you know, 12-year career at banking and start a financial coaching business. We once again took a deep dive reassessing our finances. This was in October of 2018. Now, a few months later, we found out baby number six was on its way. So what do we do? Reassess the finances again. We put a pause on the financial coaching idea. However, I did start uh, to take financial coaching training just to learn how to coach and equip myself for whatever I pursued in the future. Then the baby arrived in the fall of 2019. And then a few months later, COVID hit. And as, as we were dealing, all of us were dealing with this new normal, virtual meetings, virtual work, Zoom became very popular. And I had been using virtual meetings for the last several years at the bank because my area of responsibility spanned several states. And then I realized everyone just got a crash course in Zoom. And this was one of the biggest questions, uh, the biggest question marks I had in my business plan for the financial coaching. How would I meet with clients without having the overhead of renting a physical location? I didn't want that expense. The solution was clear. I can do virtual meetings and work with clients all over the U.S. So we pushed forward with the financial coaching plan. A big part of that plan, a big step, was to save up 12 months of expenses before I left my banking job. In July of 2020, through the support and encouragement of my wife, I was able to leave the bank and start my financial coaching practice. And then between financial coaching, my wife's business, and a few other income pursuits, we're able to provide for the family. We're able to be generous and to plan for the future. I don't think this would have been able, we would have been able to do all this for this to all work out had we not prayerfully followed the Lord and calmly monitored and reassessed our progress. Last year, we had a very significant drop in our household income. And as my wife and I were figuring out how to assess the situation, how to you know, change our budget and adjust the plan, we were so calm and peaceful. See, we've been so focused on following the Lord to be good stores of the resources that He's provided for us that we were living well under our means. The loss in income, it really didn't change too much. Thank you, Jesus. As we worked the numbers around, we found that we were just going to take a little longer to achieve some of the goals we had set. But we're confident in the direction the Lord has put us. I'll admit, every once in a while, I wonder if I made a mistake leaving the bank, but I'm constantly reminded in prayer that I will have much more success if I trust in the Lord and in His plan than just try to figure this out on my own. And I'm also grateful for my wife, for her pursuit of the Lord. I'm grateful for her encouragement as well as her hard work. I'm grateful for her participation in our financial planning meetings and budget meetings. She does not love budget meetings or number crunching, but she is dedicated to seeking the Lord and his wisdom for our family, for our life, and for our finances. 
I couldn't have a more perfect spouse to keep me in line. She regularly speaks wisdom into my financial brainstorms and is a constant reminder to trust in the Lord and his will for our lives. I love her so much. Reassessing and monitoring your plan needs to be done with your spouse. It is the perfect moment for accountability and to assess how have we been doing. If you aren't married, you want someone else to speak into this. Yes, the Lord, but you also want someone else to give some unbiased, loving feedback to you. As we spoke in the last episode, someone who loves you enough to not care about hurting your feelings, someone who understands your desire to follow the Lord and his plan for your life. Without that accountability, it is hard to course correct. And if we find we've strayed from our trajectory, Life throws curves at us constantly, and being able to monitor and reassess is key to ensuring that we can constantly get back to moving along that path the Lord has called us to. I hope this has been helpful today. Please message me through the link in the podcast episode if you have any questions. And next time, we will discuss how to identify your money personality and how that can have a huge impact on your plan and executing your plan. Thank you for joining me today. God bless. Thank you for listening to Catholic Money Talk. I hope you join us again next time. Please click subscribe in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes. God bless you and have a great day.